brown children's epic lesson. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. League. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. League. It's not even real football. It's fake. It's a fantasy. Touchdown! Kansas City! Damian Williams runs to immortality! You are back on now with another DTF Fantasy Football Podcast on W Balls 2 and 3 SOMFT Radio with something new. And this one goes out to T from the guys here tonight. This is your host, Tyler. He's your host, Tay Dog, back on the pod that sits on your fat face with the fat ass. Taylor, how you doing tonight? As my boy Dom said, what's up, fellas? Doing good, man. Doing good. A day after a uh, a big comeback win led by my man Ryan Tannehill. A day after the town hall. We'll talk about that more this episode. But yeah, man, I, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, that was uh was an exciting win you had. It pulled it out at literally the very last second on a Tuesday night. I feel bad for Dom. Uh, he really went all out this week. But uh, but yeah, good win. I had to come back too against Cliff. Uh, it was a rather, it was a weird week with all the COVID stuff. And yep. uh, some high scores, some low scores. Isaac again almost hit, put up 270. My man is looking fierce. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so let's talk a little about the town hall, and then uh, yeah, then we'll kind of dig into Cliff. Cliff is the interviewer this week, or the person you interviewed. So let's dig into that. Any? Uh, did you have any takeaways though from the town hall? Um, I had no takeaways from the town hall. All right, all right. Yeah, so we ended up having some difficulty with some Wi-Fi issues. So I'm going to host this short segment by myself. Tyler and I were able to record with Cliff earlier, so we will jump to Cliff's interview in a bit. We just wanted to provide a quick recap of last night at the town hall. Uh, yeah, glad for everyone who's able to make it. It was myself, Cliff, and the minority chat. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's funny that Cliff is probably someone who could – probably make the best argument that he's the most deserving member of the minority chat. And uh, because of his MAGA beliefs, he has unfortunately removed himself from being eligible for the chat. Um, but uh, yeah, so to recap last night, so uh, we went in and we, we focused on three areas. So we focused on scoring slash rules. We focused on COVID and we focused on my role in the league. Uh, for scoring slash rules, uh, we are still undecided. Uh, this is not a decision I'm going to make myself, um, or at least it will not. It's not a decision I won't make without more input from the league. Um, and so Isaac brought up the point of just thinking that the fifteen dollars for top five is pretty arbitrary, um, and so that good GMs shouldn't be punished. Um, this is actually a rule that uh, Brett helped. Uh, it wasn't it was Brett's idea? I obviously did it, um, but it was from t- conversations with Brett. Last year, there were teams like Tyler's where we had Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson, and we could just see Tyler having those for the foreseeable future, but that also enabled him to have guys like Cooper Cup and things like that. And so the idea was was to make it a little bit more expensive to keep a top five player. Um, so that way you could keep them, but there would be it would affect the rest of your roster. Um, that's how it is in the NFL. If you're going to keep a big player, that's fine, but it's going to be a big contract. So um, but it's a fair point, though. Good teams shouldn't be punished. Um, so right now we are considering um, keep keeping it as is. We are considering doing away with the rule. Um, Isaac brought forth, you know, putting a limit to how many years a player can put on their contract. We've considered lowering it from 15 to 12. 
Um, so instead of being $15, it's only 12 for a top five, um, or even considering every player is $10. And then to give them an addition for one contract year, but to give them two contract years at that same time would be $12 and then 14 and whatever those numbers will go up. So those are things we're still considering. I will get back to you guys, but that's where we are with that. Um, another point that was also brought up was so uh, during the merger, so during Connor and Robbie's trade, Robbie traded away Patrick Mahomes, or sorry, Robbie received Patrick Mahomes and James Conner, uh, but Robbie gave up Kirk Cousins, Julio Jones, and a first rounder. Well, when we dissolved and went from a 12-man league to a 10-man league, that first rounder, unbeknownst to me, was put back on Robbie's team. And for talking to Robbie, Robbie didn't know that was the case either. And I, I think by the time of the draft, he'd forgotten. And so it was something that I didn't catch until after the draft. But in conversations that Isaac had with Brett, uh, Isaac became aware of it. Brett, unfortunately, wasn't at the town hall. And so Isaac brought it up to the league. Um, and so after discussing with the rest of the league, we decided it was best to remove um, Henry Ruggs from Robbie's roster. Uh, I've already said this in the group chat, but no one can pick up uh, Henry Ruggs this year. And so Henry Ruggs will be available in next year's auction draft. Um, so anyone can pick him up. But unfortunately, no one be, will be able to pick up or start uh, Henry Ruggs this season. Also, Robbie won't be penalized for picking up any player in his place. So the money that will go towards a player to fill that roster spot, Robbie won't be charged because Robbie didn't do anything wrong. Um, so we have that there. The, uh, the next point was COVID. And so with that, we kind of just talked about um, uh, it was my interpretation that that was a big issue for the league. And so with that, um, I wanted to make sure we were on the same page. And it sounded like for the most part, everyone was pretty much on the same page, um, that we were okay with it. But there's a couple of modifications. Um, so one, just to go over, if a game ever gets canceled and there's been no buys, that is unfortunately just going to be your bye week, whether you'd plan for it or not. Uh, if games are canceled, though, and the bye week has already happened, uh, then what would happen is we have to get where we get into a situation where games are actually getting canceled and so teams are playing one less game than others, then what would happen is, is we would remove one quarterback or you'd only start one QB and then the super flex, so the RB slash wide receiver slash tight end slash defense slash pretty much any other position but kicker, that that position won't count either. So we'll go to a one QB and one true flex position. Um, and so Tyler, we brought the point of why should that be the case? Why should all teams be affected by that? Um, and really the reason why we're going to be doing that is because – um, since we go by scoring, let's say Lior had a player, uh, Lior, let's say Lior played Tyler and their game was affected by it. If the rest of us had full rosters, we would score more points than them. And that put us at an unfair disadvantage. Um, so the solution is, um, is that whenever a player tests positive for COVID, everyone will submit, Hey, here will be my one QB who I want to start. So everyone will still start their lineups like normal. So for example, I had Deshaun Watson and I have Ryan Tannehill. If I want to have Ryan Tannehill be my quarterback for that week, I will still start both, but I will say, hey, Ryan Tannehill is my QB1 this week. So then if games get canceled on Sunday morning, then I would only count the points for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we're doing that so that way if you go out and have – if you wake up late on Sunday or whatever it may be, um, you don't have to miss out for something that happens kind of last second. Because last week the um, the Titans game was pushed back to Tuesday, and uh, I was – at least me personally, I was not aware that that was even, uh, even an option. So we're changing that. Um, so yeah, so that's something we'll do. Um, and then lastly, we talked about my role, uh, in the league, uh, and how every, if everyone's okay with how I use my power and things like that. Um, and so, uh, I don't remember who it actually was, but so the idea was tossed around of keeping things how they are, but to redo trades. So I'm not sure if everyone's going to wear this, but a while ago, 
mentioned this earlier in the pod, but a while ago, it was myself, Brett, and Tyler were on a trade review. Um, so I think I oversaw all trades, and then any trade that I was involved in, Tyler and Brett reviewed. Um, they no longer wanted to do that. They stepped down. And so I think the idea is that we would now reenact that or react, whatever the word is. I don't know. But we would make that a rule again. Um, and so I'm not sure, based off talking to the league, if that will be only for my trades. I think actually last year, or going into the season, I checked, and I was involved in just under half the amount of trades done. So in this entire league, yeah, I was almost involved in a majority of the trades. So I thought it was kind of funny. But so I'm not sure if they would just be reviewing my trades or viewing everyone with the league. Um, it was decided, though, last time I chose Brett and uh, Tyler, but this time those two, if this is something that we do, will be voted on by the league. So each league member would put, hey, here are my two people I want to be in the league uh, commission or whatever, um, and so they would go that way. Those people, like I said, would only be there to review trades. They wouldn't be they wouldn't be deciding anything else. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with that. Uh, Tyler and I had two big monster comebacks this week, so that was fun. Um, yeah, I know, uh, Dom actually asked to be back on the pod and he asked to be back on the pod on Monday when he was sitting pretty and beating me by quite a bit. So I'm not sure if you want to be back for that or if he actually, uh, was, uh, was getting some creative juices going and want to be back, but I'm sure we'll see Dom back again in a couple weeks. Excited for that. Um, but yeah, this week we have, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. I'm pretty sure I said that multiple times in the interview, but we have Cliffery, Cliff. Zachary Abe with us. Cliff, the man who Cliff notes his sports. Uh, some of my favorite lines from Cliff are, you know, Cliff is quite the ladies' man. Uh, and so Cliff has been known for some great, great pickup lines. Uh, back in, I don't know, probably 2013, 2014, Cliff said, I've seen about five tits. Um, we, yeah, we brought this into question because five is not an even number. And he didn't say five girls' tits. He said five tits. Um, Cliff has also been asked, Cliff, do you jerk off a handful of times? And my fa- my personal favorite thing about Cliff is whenever you go on Facebook or Instagram, wherever it may be, you'll always be alerted that Cliff has commented, wow, or gorgeous on some hot, on some hot girls pick. So anytime I'm scrolling through my recommended for Instagram, I'm always going to see Cliff, uh, commenting on some baddie, um, just with, a, just with a one word, you know, and, and, and I appreciate that. Um, but now, though, now we're talking about Cliff that actually blends into our Zumio S. So some of you may be wondering why it took us so long to have a great personality like Cliff on the pod. Well, now that it is official, we are glad to announce that Cliff has spent the last couple weeks designing a Cliff-inspired vibrator with Zumio S's top engineers. This new model is only slightly smaller than the rest, is ribbed with the words, Make America Great Again, and comes with a pre-recording of Cliff saying, hey, you look good. To find this vibrator, you, you can buy it today in your local hardware store. Awesome, awesome. So this week we got uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Zach Cliff Notes His Sports, Cliff Abe here with us this week. Hey, what's up? You want to give a special shout out, Cliff, to any uh, any of the fans listening at home? I just want to give a shout out to my parents for raising me to be a smart individual and my dad to teach me all about football. Also want to give a big shout out to Jesus Christ, our Savior, and just everything he's done in my life. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. So, uh, so Cliff, so last week you could say there was quite a uh, historic trade between you and a smarter uh, league member. Uh, you want to be bad. 
You want to uh, you want to provide a breakdown on your thoughts on what happened in that trade? Okay, so let's just give a short breakdown of what happened. So, uh, as you guys, everyone knows, I'm a pharmacy student. I'm really busy with football, and Taylor bugs me about twice. Um, about sorry, about every other day about making a trade. Mm-hmm. So I decided I want I'll listen to him this one time, and unfortunately, I was listening to him. I was at the gym, so my whole concentration was not there on the league, but. I do think the trade actually benefited both of us. So our trade essentially was Carson Wentz, David Singletary, and Juju Smith for Mike Evans, uh, Watson, a second-round pick, and I believe $20, if I'm not wrong. $20, yes. And did you did you receive David Singletary or Devin Singletary? Devin Singletary from the Buffalo Bills running back. Okay, okay. And so I, I think this trade, on my part, I think Taylor – is going to win in the long run. But in order for me to potentially put myself in playoff position this year and possibly a championship, I had to make a move. I had zero running backs and this gave me a, an option for a running back. Um, it gave me a quarterback, which I still believe in Carson Wentz. He was a second pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Watson is a good quarterback, great quarterback. His offense has been struggling. Coach just got fired. Um, so they're going to go through a, a slight of a struggle transition. And then uh, Mike Evans, everyone knows Mike Evans is good at the one-yard line. Other than that, I mean, what can he do? But he, he still scores some points. I do like him. He's 27 years old. But um, I think I got younger in Juju Smith, and he has, a, he has a longer career ahead of him. So here's how I be the trade, Cliff. So I remember you were quite the high school athlete yourself. If you were to play one-on-one versus Mike Evans, who's winning? The Zachary Abe or Michael Evans? So I will use my technique mm-hmm. and my skills, and I'll still get burned by Mike Evans. <laughs> You'll still get what? Burned by Mike Evans. Ah, damn. Okay. I was really hoping for a controversial take there, but yeah, okay. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know Tyler and I were both thought it was a fair trade that benefited both sides. So, yeah, it sounds like we're all three of us are in agreement here. Uh, that is not what is happening at all. Cliff, I uh... – I'm a little disappointed in your your take on this trade. It was it was a bad trade then, and it was a bad trade now. Um, what did Wentz do for you this week? I'm not I looking at it right now. Didn't score 30. Greatest, but it's going to give me enough to win this matchup this week against Taylor. What uh, did they do for you? It's it's not going to be enough for you to win this matchup. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't yeah. Know. I'm, I'm just glad that I have both of you here. I mean, I have probably my two biggest trades in the last year with Tyler's trading Sam Darnold for two firsts, Nick Bosa, and some cash. And then, you know, our big trade for uh, Deshaun Watson. I'm just glad that I have both of you, both of you here. It's good to have. Yeah, it's uh, good Darnold to see. trade. The, it's still not decided yet who won that. Not as obvious as your trade. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still very upset, though. I mean, I, I needed that running back position mm-hmm. using Cordero Patterson who's a receiver technically, but I have him at plugged in at running back because he can play both. Yeah. So that's how desperate I am at that position right now because my star player, Saquon Barkley, is on IR. Dude, so, he didn't even get most of his points from rushing yards or receiving yards. He got it from our doo-doo rule of kick return yards. Kick return. Kick return. Makes every player valuable. I like it. I like it. Definitely. Kick uh, return uh, real in this league. Cliff, uh, let's. You're talking about your roster a little bit. Let's take a deeper. Let's take a uh, deeper dive. Let's let's hear. Uh, yeah, an overview of your roster. What's what's the state of your roster right now? 
So my roster, uh, it's pretty depleted at the moment. Okay. Um, I think I've gone through some pretty injury, some big injuries. Uh, a bye week kind of hurt me right now. I have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I can't go wrong with him. He's probably the best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. It could be arguably he's the lead candidate for MVP this year. Ah. Um, my tethered two running or quarterbacks, I have Derek Carr, Carson Wentz. They're both mediocre quarterbacks. I do have faith in Carr. He's from Bakersfield. Shout out. Amen. He's um, a Christian too. And he's a big Christian. Exactly. So he's Amen, a Amen, brother. Um, my running back position, you know, it took a slight deturn, a detour when Saquon Barkley and Le'Veon Bell got hurt. It was kind of a scary moment. I, I had a talk with them um, mm-hmm. once they got hurt. I just said, you guys, you know what? You guys just need to come back stronger than ever when you guys return and we can make a deep playoff push. Um, and then, of course, Saquon Barkley, I told him, I was like, man, you just we've got to rehab you all year so you can come back strong next year and lead uh, Team Dream Team to a championship. Yep. You know, speaking of uh, deep playoff pushes, you're usually always in the mix and always make the playoffs, yet never quite make it to the championship game. What makes this year different? This year, I think it's different because the previous year, I've always been the front runner. Like, everyone's been chasing me. Uh, this year, uh, I'm coming from behind, and I'm going to lead my team. I'm going to motivate them, and we're going to push – I got C.D. Lamb, I got Tyreek and Juju, and, and we're going to get together and we're going to find out a way how we can push ourselves to a championship caliber team. So last year you were the sixth highest score. Uh, the year before that you were the fourth highest score, so that's pretty good. I I just want to make sure that it's known – not the whole podcast thinks that uh, Cliff is always leading the way. Okay, but you're saying like highest score, but I had a 9-4 and four record last year. So – Hey, hey, you know, you know. I was uh, like a point six nine two win percentage, so it's really good. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. But yeah, let's. Uh, do you know who who are you playing next week? Let's let's hear because it, it looks like right now we're recording this during Monday Night Football. Um, it looks like right now you got about a almost a forty point lead on Tyler. Are we uh, are we assuming that that game's over? So we're assuming as long as Drew Brees does not do anything, I think we're going to win this one. Um, okay. I talked to uh, Devin. He just needs to finish the game with about 15 to 20 points, and then we'll win. So I talked I to Devin Singletary. I said, hey, man, um, we just need – as long as Drew Brees doesn't score 30, 40 points to get tied with us, all I need you to score is one point. So man. it was very, very reasonable. Um, You've got a lot of player cell phone numbers. I, I think it's cool how you're able to connect. With, no, connect I'm, hurt, with. I'm hurt, and I'm still not down by much. That's what I'm taking out of this. I talk to my team consistently. Like I am the GM of my team, and I have to have great communication with them in order for my team to succeed. It, it, it's it's interesting sitting here at the kids' table with you guys. You know, we're we're talking the th- two of the three lowest scores. You know, talking up here with uh with one of the best rosters in the league. It, it, it's cute to hear you guys kind of scrap scrap to see who can score one eighty. I uh, it, it's it's fun to kind of be able to see behind the curtain. Um, so oh, I mean, you lived behind the curtain for the last year, so I mean, you probably should know how it is. Cliff, let's uh, let's hear about your next matchup. We both can assume it's an L, but let's let's hear about how you think that L will be given. All right, so actually, uh, my next matchup is actually looking pretty good for me. Ah, uh, who I, are you playing? I'm going against Taylor Chesney. Okay, okay. Um, he actually has a lot of buys. It's not none of his main starters except Tyler Lockett. So. It's not going to hurt him too bad, but I do have Aaron. I'm gonna, 
coming back and wins. So I think I'm looking pretty good set up for my team to dominate that matchup. I'm actually going to use your your uh, your idols' words against you. Wrong. So I have Tyler Lockett on a bye, but the Patriots aren't on a bye anymore because their week last week was on a bye. So I guess I have my kicker on a bye, but I'm missing Tyler Lockett. But you're missing, I guess you're only missing one starter because you'll put Derek Carr on the bench, but you're missing Julian Edelman, who I think week two or week three, you were promising us that he was going to be a, a top 10 wide receiver. So now that we're here in week four, almost or at week five, how is that uh, that top 10 uh, wide receiver, Julian Edelman, doing? So Julian Edelman kind of upset me, uh, I think, two weeks ago. He didn't have the greatest of games. Um, yeah. he, was, he was looking up to like a top 10 receiver. But you know what? Uh, my receiving core, they they stepped up. Um, Ceedee Lamb actually is probably my, my number three receiver now behind Juju and Tyreek. You can possibly fit him in behind Tyreek Hill. The only thing that scares me about him now is Dak Prescott just uh, basically ripped his leg in half, and uh, it was a scary injury. Hope all the best for him. Hope he recovers. Hope Jerry Jones gives him that um, um, awesome contract to cover him next year. But it, it's kind of scary, but I trust in Andy Dalton to get him the ball. So just to make sure, you think 115 point uh, – actually, it doesn't include this week. So that's 100, 115 plus 25. You're saying that 100 – and 40-point uh, City Lamb is more valuable to you than 66-point Juju Smith-Schuster? Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, Juju Smith has actually – he's done in the league a long time. Um, okay. He did have a bad game against Philadelphia. But you got to think, Philadelphia has Darius Slay, who's uh, the – really underrated uh, cornerback in the league. He's agreed. Agreed. He's probably a top corner or top five corner in the league. And okay. he was going against them all game. So I think it was a very uh, fluke that uh, Claypool had such a great game that should have went to Juju, but you know, Juju was covered by one of the best corners. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, before we get into Tokyo shit, Abe, do you have any, any, Additional remarks you want to make about your upcoming matchup, the trade, your current roster, anything you want to add? No, I think I think I'm going to get that dub next week. Actually, I'm going to get the dub this week. Uh, Drew Brees isn't going to score over. How uh, did you have him come back? How did you get convinced to throw the money in the deal? Was that during the deal or was it after? <laughs> so the money part. So Taylor asked for originally for a first round pick, and so I I, I know how valuable first round picks are now because yep. Taylor. Uh, uh, stacked them all up last year and he screwed the league because <laughs> so he kind of screwed everyone out of that. And now I guess we realize how valuable picks are. And so he tried to ask for a first, I think we settled on a second, but I mean, so yeah. So, so what had happened was, so, so Cl- Cliff is partially right. So one, I, uh, I did not text Cliff every day. That is a normal strategy for me, but I didn't do that for Cliff, but I had Cliff and I had talked probably about two or three times before this. But that even went into the summer. So it wasn't like it was in a condensed time. Um, but <clears throat> what happened was, was the orish, original deal didn't include a second or money, but it includes Sony Michelle. And I didn't want Sony Michelle. I didn't know he was going to be on IR, but I didn't want him because I figured Damien Harris was going to be good. Uh, and so I took out uh, Sony Michelle, and then I asked for money and for um, and for a second-round pick. Uh, and so I, I hope the money was worth Rashad Bateman or – that kid from North Dakota State because you're going to end up picking there anyway. So I don't get it. Well, what, what, what do you mean? 
I mean, I know who Rashad Bateman is. I know you're talking about the, the kid from Minnesota, but what are you what are you saying? That Zach's pick is going to be late anyway, so it wasn't worth twenty dollars. Oh, you, oh, you're saying the second round pick isn't worth twenty dollars, or the first no, round pick? It's not worth this, however much he gave you, yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I figure I'm already sitting, you know, with two first. Uh, I think you might be able to remind the viewers or listeners why that is. Those are going to be late so first here. as well, so. <laughs> so we'll see. But I think I think uh, my team, I mean, I needed a, a running back, and I tried to unload um, Deshaun Watson and Mike Evans in a package deal for Nick Chubb. That didn't pan out. I, try, I tried to – Wait, 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 what? I did. I did. I tried. Let's hear that offer. Let's hear that offer. So I don't remember the offer details. I think I could probably check back in uh, my trades, but um, yeah, I tried to try to make some some trades um, to some individuals, and they just weren't having it. So you know, I can't. I can't do anything. I mean, the, here's the trade that I submitted to uh, to get Nick Chubb. I do it. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Mike Evans for uh, Nick Chubb and Kenny Galladay, and it just didn't get accepted. So. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious i had to i had to like revert and i have to get my running back position fared up so. well i well i guess when you have a rookie quarterback in justin herbert and ryan fitzpatrick as your qb i can totally understand why dom would pass up on deshaun watson drew Brees touchdown by the way i mean yeah i did just see that I did see that it's under review but yeah i tried to do that i mean i tried to to help him out with that quarterback position. It gives him a, a top receiver. I needed that running back position, so I tried to go after Nick Chubb. Unfort- great thing I did not get him because Nick Chubb's currently on IR now. So Yeah, I think I think you somehow found a way to take to do a better deal, even though I think our deal is still pretty bad. Um, so I think yes, we'll say, I think Dom saved you there. But now now let's get into talk your shit. Talk your shit. Talk your shit. Yep. All right, Abe, you got shit to talk. Let's hear it, whether it's about fantasy. Well, it's about the league, what's well, about individuals in general. Let's hear the shit you got to talk. So I got three things to talk about and talk your shit this week. Let's hear it. So first, I'm going to talk about how shitty the 49ers are. <laughs> <laughs> like Jimmy Garoppolo comes back. You guys think, oh, my Lord and Savior is going to come and revive our team from all these injuries and do good. Uh-huh. Guess what? He got benched. Put in- okay, okay, okay. That that narrative was whack. First of all, he got he got benched because they were getting their ass kicked, which is which does tell you how good he was doing. But he he's come off a high ankle sprain. It wasn't like he's our starting quarterback. If he wasn't injured, they would have kept playing him. They got benched by a like by, a, and they played a team that is not the greatest of teams at all. They're not a good team. It's they okay, so they're not a good team. Offense and they have a quarterback who's like I think forty years old and has played for about seven teams in the NFL. So that tells you the state of their franchise. Yeah. I hope um, they take care of Matt Ryan next year. Actually, Matt Ryan, they actually said that uh, they don't know if he's the long-term uh, deal in Atlanta. What is he, like 33, no, 34? Trevor. I think he is that old, but the, the GM or the – sorry, the owner, um, I mm-hmm. think is Art. I don't know. I can't think of his name. Art, right. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, Arthur so, Blank, owner of he, Home Depot. He did not – um, stand behind Matt Ryan as his future starting quarterback for the long term. Okay. Also, I will say so as a 49 Actually, do you have any more shit to talk about the 49ers? Let, you got anything else? No, I think that's. I think that should okay. do because they're going to get uh, torched. I think in three, two weeks. I think they play the Green Bay Packers, and they yeah. are not going to be able to touch them. So, so here, so I'm going to interject here. So, a couple of things. So, one, 
the Niners aren't good this year. Like that's a tar pill for you as well, but they're not good. Um, they're they're covered in injuries, and good teams are able to overcome injuries, and the Niners aren't able to do that this year. We're not we're not a great team. The hard part for me is that I legitimately think that Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the NFL. But man, I can't think of a time where Pete Carroll, where Bill Belichick, where any of the other greats got beat down by a mediocre team. Well, first of all, beat down in general, especially by a mediocre. I honestly think that the Dolphins are a seven, seven to eight win team. But that, those just don't happen. So for me, not the fact that we got our butts kicked, but the fact that we got it, we it wasn't even close. Was a uh, what? What hurt? And I still, I still won't rule out the Packers game just because Kyle Shanahan owns your defensive coordinator because that was his former head coach, the Browns. So you guys are significantly better this year. I don't question that. But if we win, it wouldn't surprise me solely because Kyle Shan- Kyle Shanahan makes your defensive coordinator his bitch. So honestly, I think the Packers secondary is one of their strengths this year. Yeah. Um, the defensive line, defensive line, they need a they need to shore up that defensive line. Kenny Clark out, it's gonna hurt them a lot. Um, offensive-wise, their receivers have been slammed with uh, Devontae Adams being hurt with a hamstring. And then uh, Lazard, now um, he's hurt as well. So, I, I mean, great teams succeed with injury, and that's what the Packers are showing right now. Agreed. Uh, they're the highest-scoring team in the mm-hmm. league so far. Um, Rodgers is playing MVP calendar. Or is caliber, I know what you mean, yeah. Caliber. Yeah. Um, he's just a great quarterback, and I think uh, Green Bay has a great future ahead of them. Okay. What's uh what what's your what's your second point? So second point, I'm going to talk about uh Brett Eifert, uh, aka Boo. Mm-hmm. His team is just trash. I I don't know where he goes from here. He's starting Joe Flacco at quarterback. He spent all <laughs> his money on Alvin Kamara, um, and I mean he has uh, two good positions. He has um Alvin Kamara, which he spent all his money, and he has D Hop. Um, other than that, his team is just just disgusting i just don't like anything on his team i remember me and him tried to come out with a a, a trade because he he really wanted deshaun watson too and we just couldn't come into agreement because honestly all his players are just shitty and just i don't want any of them on my team um i'm not a big fan of sony michelle but you know what i would start sony michelle over everyone off this team except kamara so yeah that was you tyler you know i know that you you and uh, Brett are pretty much peers right now in the standings uh, and in team skill. Do you have any uh, any thoughts you want to say either to defend or attack your uh, your peer? Um, no, I mean, Brett's team is garbage. He's not my peer. Um, I am his superior. I am your superior. So I don't understand the tone that you're coming at me with. But uh, I will say that I don't think Brett got a Camara for this year necessarily. And that, um, I mean, I... I I think we all saw he was going to be trash, but he's playing for next year. At least I would think that before uh, this coup that he's trying to lead <laughs> uh, to get rid of the league. But no, he he is booty. He is booty cheeks. I think we all know that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. So one, the fact that Hunter Renfro c- continues to be in his ro- on his roster, especially at his flex, makes me laugh. Um, he got a good get in Robbie Anderson, <clears throat> so I want to get I want to give him praise for that. He was able to get him. Um, Daryl Henderson has been a good find for him too. Also, want to go to bat for him. Joe Flacco is his backup quarterback. Uh, he has Matthew Stafford as a starter. The problem is, is that you can have Philip Rivers and uh, Matthew Stafford as your two starting quarterbacks. I'm a, I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan, not a big fan of Philip Rivers. But the problem is, is that that better mean that all the rest of your team is deep as hell. 
and, and they're not. Um, and so I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how this affects future uh, auctions because he went all in for Kamara and he is he has the highest score in the league and he is, I think off the top of my head, I think Brett's the lowest or second lowest score. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, on top of that, I'm very interested to see because I don't know when Philip Rivers' buy is. Uh, I think I see it here, actually, week seven. Uh, I'm pretty sure Joe Flacco's not going to start on that offense the whole time yeah. until week seven. So Boo's going to have a very interesting um, bye week at that period because all he'll have is Matthew Stafford um, when Rivers is on a bye because Flacco will not be starting anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to see. I imagine um, that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I would imagine that he's going to go all in on Alex Smith. Um and that, and then hopefully Smith can compete for him for uh, that QB two instead of Rivers. But let's see. Ah, dang it! I was hoping that uh, Smith would have a bye week seven. He's a bye week eight, so that could work for uh, for Brett there. Also, Daryl Henderson. I, I think he is like, playing really great this year. But apparently, I mean, in the coming years, I mean, Acres is going to take that starting role away. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it's this later this year. I think they're just going to do a a three rope running back rotation there in uh, LA. And yeah. we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I think acres for the long term will be the way to go in that lineup. Yeah, I agree. I think on an, on an ideal team that uh, Henderson is actually your flex or your RB slash wide receiver. So, um, but we'll see. All right. And now what's the, yeah, what's the final point? Let's hear your, uh, your last little uh, shit to throw. All right. So my last uh, shit to throw on the week, um, it actually goes to Isaac. Let's hear it. So I know his team is doing really, really well. But honestly, he doesn't have the greatest of rosters. Like his team's just overperforming in every aspect this year. Um, whoever thought DJ Moore was going to start producing points. Um, everyone know Waller was going to do good. Metcalf is a great receiver. Ridley is just having an outstanding year. I have no clue why. Um, maybe once Julio comes back, I think he'll take a lot of uh, – Targets away from Ridley, so that that production's gonna go down. Um, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt's just getting lucky because now that uh, Chubb is hurt for all season. And his quarterbacks, I mean, Josh Allen's a great quarterback. Um, I think he'll be an absolute stud. Uh, I think Brett Favre actually came out um, yesterday and said Josh Allen will be a top five quarterback in the coming future. Um, and then Jar- Gardner Minshew, I've liked him last year. Um, he has that. Um, that spaz or that swag about him that he just, he performs and he can actually, I mean, he made DJ Chark look great. Um, I think that offense though, is just, it's something about that offense just does not rub me the right way. Um, he does have Baker Mayfield, but I mean, of course the Cleveland Browns, they aren't the best offense. Hope we'll see if OBJ or, uh, Landry can make that offense shine or something. Um, but he does have Tua. Um, Tua, I think he'll be a yeah. great, great quarterback in the future. Whenever the Dolphins want to give him that shot, let's uh, let's hear a prediction. Where do you think, or how do you how do you think Isaac's season finishes? You know what? Definitely, Isaac's definitely going to go to the the playoffs. Um, okay. I do think he has potentially um, out of me or him to get that number one seed in the Devon Division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Tyler's right there, but I think Tyler makes playoffs too. Just um, I think he beats out um, – actually, I think he beats out you, Taylor. So, uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, we can be honest there. So, I mean, he's okay. – hey, Tyler has a 100-point deficit on you, so it's kind of it's kind of a big one, but I think I'll Tyler – I'll catch up. Um, 
But no, I think Isaac makes playoffs. I think it's out of Meteorim who gets first place because it goes by, uh, I believe, record for divisions. Uh, the Correct. Division. Top two division winners, and then everyone else is based off points. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but I do think I don't know if I, if Isaac's team. Uh, I don't think he's a good GM. I don't think his he can uh, boost the confidence of his players to win that first playoff game. Like I can talk to all my players and get them together and actually produce a win. Yeah, you, you know how to strike a player the right way for sure. So yeah, any uh, before we close out having the man, the myth, the legend with us, uh, Tyler, do you have any any final send off words for Cliff? Uh, no, Cliff. Um, you'll probably finish the same way that you have every other season, and that is disappointment. But I'm proud of you for actually <laughs> making a trade this year. Uh, I, I believe this is my uh, first or no, actually my second uh, big trade in this league, in the league. What was your first? My first big trade, I actually traded uh, Baker Mayfield and oh yeah, um, I can't think of who the other players, but it was Baker Mayfield and someone else for Le'Veon Bell and Aaron Rodgers. And that trade is working out very well. For I me. think so you got Aaron Rodgers and Le'Veon Bell. And I think you gave up like anything sure. Miller or Calvin Ridley. It was like a future. It was like a future for the now trade, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I gave. I definitely gave up Baker Mayfield. Um, I can't think. I know it was another key piece, but I just I can't think of uh, the name of who I traded because it was such a good deal on my part. Because I'm a huge Packer fan, and Rogers just uh, sparked my interest. And you know, Rogers is going to play another five years and lead my team to a championship here soon. So you received. Le'Veon Bell and Aaron Rodgers, and Isaac received Baker Mayfield, Calvin Ridley, Kareem Hunt, and your 2019 first-round pick. Okay. Now, I'll ask you this, Cliff. Would you rather have uh, Le'Veon Bell and Aaron Rodgers this season or, I guess that same trade, or Calvin Ridley and Kareem Hunt? You know what? Like I told you before, uh, Calvin Ridley is uh, overproducing this year. Um the status of Matthew, or sorry, Matt Ryan is up in the air. No one knows what we'll he'll be um, in the coming years. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still happy about the trade. I think Le'Veon Bell, he had an injury the first week and set him out. Um, he is a top running back. Um, you saw out there in Pittsburgh. Hopefully he can carry it over the, uh, to the Jets. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers, everyone knows Aaron Rodgers. He's a future Hall of Famer, first ballot. Um, he'll lead the Packers to Super Bowl and lead my team to a championship. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Cliff. I'm sure we'll have you on again sometime this season. Perfect. Thank you. All right. See you, ladies. All right, all right. Thank you, guys, once again for joining us on the pod. I'm actually going to be seeing my girl uh, back on the East Coast, so I'm interested to see what Tyler does. Tyler will be recording that next week. Don't know if he's going to have one guest, multiple guests, or have it just be him. But yes, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, so, yeah, hope you guys have a good week, and uh, go Team Shrug Daddy. <laughs>